Welcome to the Mentally Strong Grief series. I'm Christy Bundukumara, psychiatric nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience, but more importantly, I have lost three children over the course of 17 years. And I am going through a process of going over grief theories as well as a personal public journey of grief. Today, I'm going to be talking about the dual process theory of bereavement. And um, this is actually a fairly new one, developed and published in uh, 1999. And it's very different than the other theories that really kind of have step-by-step processes or tasks or elements that they describe people with grief going through. I think that this is a great grief theory, just in my professional and personal experience. However, like many of them that I review, I think there are still some missing components. But it is great for it to, for us to begin to start talking about grief in more of a dialectical, balanced thinking rather than a step-by-step task-oriented process. So, The dual process theory talks about two um, places that we are as a person, right, that's going through grief. So one is loss orientation. We're trying to do grief work. We are trying to grieve. We are um, trying to, you know, feel that pain and process and, and move forward and and we call and they call that loss orientation and then the other side of that they call restoration orientation and other grief theories call it different things growing in grief they call it reinvesting in life reintegration there's different words for this but the uh they call it here uh restoration orientation like the things that you are doing to try to kind of get back into the world um get back into life and find that that purpose. So in this theory, they talk about these two things, maybe like a seesaw, where you're kind of going back and forth between these two orientations, right? So in your loss orientation, you're you're doing your grief work, but maybe you're even having periods of time where there's intrusive grief. And even as I, I talk about and practice controlled grief, right? This is where you take a specific time to do your grief work, um, that you are in control of it so that it doesn't kind of flood you at inappropriate times. I still have intrusive grief that happens. You know, I could uh, be somewhere and, um, you know, a Facebook memory pops up or I'm, you know, I'm looking at my phone and a Facebook memory pops up or a photo memory pops up of my daughter swimming with her mermaid tail in our pool in Daytona. Right. And even just talking about it now, I, I got like a little, um, emotional escalation, right. That's called intrusive grief. And, um, that is part of the loss orientation that they talk about in this dual process. The restoration orientation is where you're attending life. You're trying to make those adjustments, those changes that we talk about, and um, you're trying to do new things, you know, maybe distract from your pain and your grief, and you kind of go between those two and oscillating. 
The reason I really like this grief theory is because it talks about it. If you look at the kind of um, diagram that they give for this, it has a big circle and then these two ovals that are oscillating back and forth. And that's really more of how we are actually trying to function in our day-to-day life. What I often find with those that are experiencing intense grief, that the, the loss orientation is, is so much bigger and feels heavier, right? If you think about it like a seesaw, and that's not how they visualize it, but I visualize it like a seesaw, like the, the loss orientation seems so much heavier that the mental energy it takes for the restoration orientation um, is just very exhausting. And, um, and so, but I think if we are doing this properly, that we can have this balance. And so I will put in there again, that we have to schedule that controlled grief. Otherwise the intrusive grief will just keep coming through. In this dual process uh, theory, they talk about denial and avoidance as a regular thing. Um, and it's kind of in the loss orientation, you're confronting that loss, you're trying to feel the pain in the restoration, you're avoiding, and again, you're kind of going back and forth, oscillating between those two. And I would say that even when I'm personally in that restoration orientation, I'm trying to reinvest in life, I'm not avoiding my grief. So for me, this wasn't like two distinct areas, but I do like this kind of oscillating and maybe even incorporating and integrating if we look at some of the other grief theories. But the goal, I think, in in the completion of a grief process is to negotiate a meaningful life. And we know, and I talk about this over and over again, that in intense grief, like losing a child, losing a husband, losing someone that you spend a lot of time with, that um, grief process is never complete. But if you, if you go back and look at this diagram that they made um, for dual process orientation, I can see that over time, the grief loss orientation kind of oval can decrease as far as the time and energy needed um, to be in that space, right? But there's still going to be oscillation. I mean, even I can give an example. 17 years ago, my son Johnny died in a drowning accident. Sudden, you know, uh, obviously no warning. He was pulled from the water, dead. There was no, you know, hope that he would be revived. And 17 years later, I started a little bit of trauma work uh, this week. And we started with that. And there was emotional escalation, grief that came up associated with this loss 17 years ago. So there's not a completion of any grief process or grief theory in intense grief. However, I do like this, you know, idea of it's, it's oscillating, it's a balance, like, you know, 
you know, we should be trying to spend as much time in this restoration orientation as we are in the loss orientation. And even now I'm, I'm personally going through 45 days of grief where every single day I'm trying to do controlled grief. I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm going, um, trying to self-regulate and do this process kind of actively every day. But part of that process is also living life and readjusting and getting into this restoration orientation. So if you are personally going through grief, and I encourage you to study these grief processes and really acknowledge where they trigger you, right? Because I, I talk about in some, that in some of the other videos, but you know what can you learn from this? And I, what I learned from it was, I want to be spending just as much time in that restoration, readjusting, reinvesting in my life so that I can find meaning and purpose while I give the needed attention to loss orientation, okay? Because if we do not give that needed attention, right, and we talk about this in other videos, the grief gets enmeshed in everything else in our life, including our negative thoughts. And, you know, I've been kind of trying to untangle that myself as I'm going through this 45 days of grief that, you know, things that were traumatic in my life, I'm trying to separate that from the grief. Um, The negative things, the dialogue that, the negative dialogue that I have in my mind I'm trying to readjust that, that that's not part of my grief. And so making sure that as we're going through this grief process and we're oscillating, we're going back and forth. For me, think of it like a seesaw and, you know, or a balance scale where we're actually trying to oscillate in the air and spending the appropriate amount of time and energy in both loss orientation and restoration orientation. This is a very difficult journey for intense grief, uh, but we can do it. And I think the dual process does give us some insight into how to do that. Keep going on your grief journey. Join me, follow me um, as we get stronger together, because I do believe that you are mentally strong.